2: Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network.
3: Hello, and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Train to Basan. Train to Busan is a 2016 South Korean action horror film directed by Yong Sang-ho. It follows Sok woo a distant father who, along with his daughter, boards the KTX, a fast train that will take them from Seoul to Busan. But during their journey, the apocalypse begins and most of the Earth's population becomes flesh-craving zombies. While the KTX is shooting towards Busan, the passengers must fight for their lives against the zombies and each other. We're delighted to first of all welcome our friend and very special guest to the show, Cassandra Page. Hey, welcome! Welcome. Hey,
2: thank you for having me.
3: Absolute pleasure.
2: Very excited to be here. I love horror films.
3: You weirdo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on the wrong podcast, then, my friend. Um, <laughs> that was going to be my first question: is is what is your history with horror? And yeah, if you love them.
2: Well, my history with horror movies, I when I was growing up, I never really liked uh, violence or anything in films. Mm. And if it was too scary, it would just like completely send me. I remember at one stage seeing Lord of the Rings, like right. the posters for Lord of the Rings when I was a kid and being like, Oh my God, Mum, I really want to see that. And Mum's like, there's like violence in that. And I'm like, Oh, well that one's not for me. Then. <laughs> and so I never, I didn't see Lord of the Rings until I was in my twenties. Wow. <laughs> I like as a kid, I was like, Oh no, thank you. And I remember when <laughs> I turned 15, we had a night where, um, it was like me and my parents were home, but my younger brother was out mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, do you want to watch a movie tonight? And I was like, oh, my God, Hayden's not here. I'm 15. Let's watch an NA 15-plus <laughs> movie because my parents will let me now. And we were going through, like, what was on the offer at Foxtel and there was Shutter Island. And I was like, Ooh. yes, let's do it. Let's watch a scary film. And the film started. And then I realised just because I was older didn't mean I wasn't scared anymore. <laughs> and I- <laughs> As the film started, I'm like, oh no oh oh no, what have I done? <laughs>
4: right. But
2: we we got through it and it was all good because my mum really loves horror films and we yeah. I kept watching horror films and I feel like as I've sort of grown up and aged, because it I think what I never realized when I was younger was that I really like horror. Mm-hmm. I think needless gore is a bit disturbing, but as I've aged further again, it's like, oh, it's it's not gore that you don't like, it's really graphic torture stuff. Oh,
3: okay. Like like body horror sort of really that, yeah, over-the-top grossness.
2: I would guess so. Like the the idea of watching someone get tortured or having their fingernails pulled out or whatever, like that sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see that. Scare me. Because yeah. I also, and this is again connected to sort of my love of horror films, I can remember the last time that I felt like genuine fear mm. and I just turned 16 years old. <laughs> there was... um. Because, you know, when you're a kid and, like, you're scared of something in the house and you can hear something and you are paralyzed, like, you can't yes. move at all, like, yep. it's terrifying. Yep, for sure. Or you watch something scary on TV and then you just feel, the like, the fear in mm. you. And, yeah, sometimes, like, you watch something scary now and then you hear something later in real life and you're like, well, what's going on? <laughs>
5: all the time, Cass. All the time. The three of us, that's all the time. <laughs> that's every time we watch a scary movie, it pervades our life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll admit, um, after watching Train to Busan, um, I had to go through a police checkpoint um, in oh. Melbourne because we've got all the lockdown laws. I went through a police checkpoint and as I drove up, there were cop cars there and all the lights were on, but the cars were empty. All the stations were empty. There were still water bottles there for the police to use. Yeah, Everything was there, but it was completely empty. I didn't see a person in sight and it was very scary. (laughs) But the last time I felt genuine terror, I was 15 Mm. years old and it was like that to the core chilling fear and um, I'd met this girl and she was telling us about an experience she had seeing a ghost. Oh. And she, she believed it. She described it really, really well. And I remember feeling terrified. Yeah. And I have been chasing that high ever <laughs> since. <laughs> I can remember that. That's about, that was the last time for
5: me. You're a horror tweaker. This is this is all about the rush.
2: <laughs> and that that's the thing. I'll, I'll watch a movie, and um, I had a friend as well be like, uh, ask me recently, get oh hey, want to watch this film? And it was like rated R, and I had that thing in my head again. Where I was like, oh, that'll be too much for me. Yeah. And then I um, I didn't I didn't want to seem uncool, but I also was really scared. So what I did was I went on IMDb's parental <laughs> guide. And she... I looked through all the scenes that I thought were going to be too much for me, just in case, so I at least because I'm like if I can read about it and it's too much, I can stop reading. Yeah, <laughs> but if I'm say I'm going to watch this film with someone, and then I have to be like, we have to, see. <laughs> I have cast so that that same thing
6: that happened to me. Amazing, Tom and Tom and Dusha said, Sean, come and watch Midsummer with us, and I panicked <laughs> and went on the parental guide and read. I read I the first the thing and I just I, I pissed my pants and went home and I watched Three Musketeers
2: <laughs> <laughs> That is excellent
3: I guess well it sounds like you're in this weird area between both brave and not brave like I do love the idea that you thought that with age must just come bravery
2: I, Literally that clicked as the film started Right and the scary thing started happening and I thought you are stupid Oh
5: no <laughs> You're a
2: stupid person who's done a stupid thing on this day but you're also so proud, that yeah. you're not going to say anything because <laughs> you're 15 now.
3: <laughs> so when when you were that 15 year old watching, uh, yep. watching what was it, Chatter Island? Yeah. Did you still get that rush, or that came later?
2: No, I think it was the fear of being scared. Right. Like as the film started, I, I was worried that I was going to see. I I guess I guess for me, and, and this is what I've worked out much later Post, having watched yeah, it. Yeah. it's that idea of watching needless torture mm. that sort of stuff like I don't mind gore especially if it's silly mm-hmm. my favourite film is Planet mm. Terror and that is gory but it is very fun yes. it's just a romp that one <laughs> yeah, it's awesome um, so I I've I figured out the thing, it's not that I'm worried that I'll get scared, it's just that I don't want to be disturbed. Yeah, okay. The, the whole thing with ghosts and stuff, and oh, it's it's also, this is the other thing, chasing the high of a good horror, because God, it's hard. And I find <laughs> that you get, there are so many horror films where it is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And mm. the thing that, obviously, I'm sure you guys have talked about this a million times, the thing that makes a horror a horror and makes it effective is the tension. So how do you break it and let the film end mm. without ruining it completely and some films do it a lot better than others. Oh, yeah. I just feel there are so many horror films that you're like, a mystery, what's going on? It's tense. I don't know what's happening. And then so many of them, it starts finishing and then they're like, and it was Satan. It's <laughs> <laughs> so boring.
3: Oh, that guy again. I'm so sick it's of Satan. It's so
2: boring. Getting through like an hour and a half of a movie. <laughs> oh, You get through 90 minutes of film and you're having a tense time and then they're like, you know... Jesus could fix it. (laughs) Please, (laughs) please. Fuck off
5: with your Bible (laughs) bullshit. That is not terrifying.
3: I'm not
2: scared of this. Yeah, yeah. They're like God is real and the devil is real and God is dead. Okay. Well, I was
3: having a good time until all that. I I can't do anything with that.
6: Yeah.
2: So I guess my relationship with horror is constantly chasing the high of (laughs) fear, and we
6: we run from it. I think the three of us. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Run as far away from it as we can. <laughs> yeah, and then weirdly, this podcast has drawn us into
3: it week after week. So I also wanted to ask you for that for that good fear, that fear that you're chasing. Mm. uh, what is it that scares you? Like what? Like what examples of types of horror, like get you there? Gets you that high that you're chasing so bad.
2: See, here's the thing. I haven't, in my mind, in the in, sorry, my idea of a horror film that I would go to and like my definition of what I like in the genre is supernatural stuff, the yeah. unexplained stuff. And I think it's the idea of a mystery unraveling. Um, and you get to go on the journey with the characters yeah. of trying to figure out what's happening and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more, it's definitely supernatural stuff for me yeah. that I'm looking for. Cause yeah, as I said, the things that have scared me previously have been, um, ghost stories. Oh, also, this might have even been later around the same time, mm. um, watching uh, ghost recordings. Have you ever heard those ghost recordings where they take a recording of a right. room and then they'll go into the section that people can't hear and they'll pick out words?
5: Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I, I'm I not familiar, the, the familiar with that and I don't ever want to be familiar with that. That is my nightmare. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, that that type of stuff. Oh my God, terrifying. Yeah. Um, Because you could... Yeah, they just take a big block of recording, go back to what people can't actually hear and then see if they can pick out words. And part of it's a bit silly and fun because it's a bit like conspiracy or whatever, like where you see, you hear what you want and you're looking for things to find, which always means that you will find something. Yeah, okay. But I remember listening to one and it just sounded like people suffering. very scary. I haven't, I don't think I've ever watched a film where... I have felt that fear. Like, mm. I don't think a horror film has ever done that for me. Yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hanging on there. But I think the things that I really like and that I end up sort of like my sub chase in horror is yeah. that feeling of tension and the yeah. feeling of being stressed. But you're in a like a safe environment sort of a thing. Yeah,
3: yeah. And so do you think do you think with horror movies, it's because it is a movie and there's that part of your brain that is always saying, well, I know for a fact this isn't real. Where things like the recordings or someone telling you a spooky story, mm. you're like, well, it could be real. It it sounds pretty convincing.
2: Oh, well, I think that's part of it, isn't it? Mm. Like if you hear a friend of a friend or yeah. someone saying this or someone presenting something as, you know, we recorded this and this is what happened. Like yeah. I think that's the, that is the terrifying thing. But um, I guess with horror you just, it's just a tense chase to the end. You just want to know it's Mm. a mystery. You want to find out what's happening. And if you solve it, then you want to see them do well. And if they, if they can't like, did this studio finally come up with a monster that can never be beaten? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I just, I just find the whole genre great. And it's, I I mean, with any genre film, you have to find the balance of nailing the format Mm. and doing something new.
3: Yeah. Totally agree. It's been interesting for us having to, to watch all these horror movies and, and, Quickly getting us... Because literally, like, for us, we really hadn't seen that many prior to... I really had not seen any. Damo, you'd seen two. (laughs) I'd seen two, yeah. I think that sounds about right. (laughs) I do remember... Actually, I thought of this story the other day. I'm like, I've got to say this on the podcast one time. Where I remembered, like, a sleepover at a mate's house. Uh, It was his birthday. And we'll probably... Or I want to say, like, maybe year eight or year nine or something like that. Um, And it was all the lads... Uh, and I was never a laddie lad.
2: <laughs> but, um, I believe you. For... <laughs> With that sentence?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so for this kid, he wanted to watch uh, Hannibal, the second Hannibal movie. Mm. And the the only thing I needed, I knew about the movie, the only thing I needed to know was that someone's brain got eaten at some point by another human being. Yeah. And so literally it was like 13 of us and all of them were like, great, yep, we're at that age where we want to prove how tough we are, we want to watch this. And I said... Oh no, thank you. Not for me. That's that doesn't sound like something that I would enjoy. <laughs> and so for the rest of the sleepover, they were all in the lounge watching, and I think I was just like reading a book in the back Demo. room by myself. And I remember like his his dad at one point his dad at one point came and like gave me a drink. And they're just like, oh, All right, you you're I'm like,
4: Yeah, I'm alright. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> bless you heart. Right.
3: Do you remember what book you were reading? No, it would have been I I could I'll put Dollars to donuts. So it was one I brought myself because I, I love <laughs> books so much. So I came prepared. Did you Did you bring a book because you you suspected something like this would happen? It was sprung on me. I didn't know we we're watching a horror movie, but as soon as we did, like I was faced with that. Decision Do I try to be a brave boy and like Mm. go along with it for the sake of everybody else? But there was that internal part of me that was just screaming, no, you're not gonna do that. That's the like you are not brave enough to fake to even fake this for a minute. I didn't even want to be in the room with the movie happening, so I I wasn't. (laughs) But this (laughs) this kid was a bit of a strange one though. My other memory of him um is that one time (laughs) I went over to his house just to like, I don't know, hang out or whatever.
5: And he had made Knives out of old guttering?
3: Oh, That kid shouldn't
5: be fucking watching Hannibal. That kid shouldn't be watching anything that is going to give him any fucking ideas.
3: Yeah, that
2: kid has too many ideas already.
5: (laughs) Part of me feels like I made the right decision for a number of reasons.
2: I'm proud of you. (laughs) Thanks, Cass.
6: Hey, Damo, can we add Hannibal to our list?
3: Uh,
5: All right, but I'm bringing my gutter knife. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget your book. (laughs) And my book, yeah. (laughs) Can I also just... Very briefly touch on the the concept that is just sitting in my head right now is Mm. the idea that there is a movie out there that exists that will give Cass that high and that the three of us will never see it. (laughs) Oh, if we do, we'll die. We'll just die. Yeah, we'll die. It'll
3: kill us. If
2: if I tell you, I'll have to... I know know what's happened a couple of times is I've told people about films and they're like, is it scary? I'm like, oh, no. Oh,
3: Oh, you're that person.
2: Well... (laughs) It turns out fear is relative. So people are like, is it scary? And I'm like, oh.
5: Oh. Oh, is that something that you've learned recently?
2: Well, you think you think all your fears...
5: Oh, fear's not a universal concept. Sick. Until,
2: until someone specifically tells you that a fear that you have is irrational, hmm. you assume every fear you have is rational, yeah, that's which also point. means that fears you don't have are also rational. So for people being like, is this film scary? And I'm like, oh, nah, none of it's real. <laughs> As though media never influenced a person before. Oh my god! I'm like, yeah, it's about ghosts. What? It's about
5: Hannibal. Like he eats people. What? Whatever. He's <laughs> just a hungry boy. Yum yum yum. It's not a problem. There wasn't even any ghosts in it.
3: <laughs> so I'm I'm curious for this. Hi, I'm curious, Sean and Tom. I know that I, for a fact, have never felt
6: this scared.
3: Hi, that Cass is referring to. Have either of you? Do you relate to that oh, on any the level? The Scared High.
6: Um, yes. I don't, re- I don't relate. Sorry, Cass. I don't relate in terms of seeking it out. I'm running as far away from it as possible. It's terrifying. But probably in this show, the closest we've got is um, the, that Ghost Story movie, the first 20 minutes of that movie. Was terrifying because it was just oh, oh, there cool, wasn't yeah. a jump a jump scare it was just oh. tension for twenty twenty five solid minutes and I wanted to die
2: I'm like maybe I should watch this now. <laughs> maybe I'll check out one.
5: you're like oh that's a good stuff <laughs> give it to mama
2: yeah it's three hours yeah
5: nah it's like ninety minutes just watch the first twenty the back half's garbage
3: maybe the play is three
5: hours because I've actually had a few emails from from
3: listeners in in England like a few different ones who have said. I like the Ghost Stories episode and I agree. However, the play is terrifying. All three parts of the play oh. are guaranteed terrifying, as well as because it's it's happening in the room you're in. Um to, to enough degree that they wanted to email in and assure us that if it comes well, to we Australia
5: were- we should definitely go see it. Which I'm nah, nah, in like- I mean, <laughs> two minds about. I might bring a book. <laughs> There's that other play, um- the, the Woman in Black, which is that Daniel oh. Radcliffe movie. Mm. No, thanks. That is terrifying. But the play version of that is, the way that play is framed is that you buy your program when you go in, and the woman in black is not in the program. Mm. The plot of the play is not about the woman in black in the program. The plot of the play is like just some like Victorian-era shenanigans. And then as the play starts, the woman in black starts appearing. And so if you're in the audience of that, You read this synopsis and you're like, who the the
2: fuck? Who the fuck's that? And she
5: like walks through the crowd and she sits down next to people. Oh, yeah, that's it's literally my nightmare.
2: Oh, that's scary. I will, I will admit, um, the the fear thing I'm seeking is the one where you are like in bed at night and you were just like paralyzed. Mm. Okay, I why? Did you hear about? I don't know. I think I think it's just like, hey, that you want sleep
5: paralysis?
2: No, that's so scary. No, that's what you. That's what that I thought. You that's meant. that's what you've just described.
5: Oh. You're oh in God, bed and you're paralysed with fear. You want a sleep paralysis demon sitting on your chest. Oh
2: no! That sounds so scary, no. though. I wouldn't like that. Hmm. What do I want? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. But did you hear about? Did you hear about like the idea of going through a haunted house? Or did you hear about that play called Seance that was running in Melbourne? I
5: did a play of theirs recently. They did. There's that. Um, mm. you should do it, cast. It's currently in lockdown. It's called The Double, so you can do it in ISO. You just go on their website. Um, you need two people. You sit across from one another. Put on headphones. It's upsetting. <sighs>
2: okay. Oh, that's a good tip. Mm. I'll, okay. I'll send you the
5: link okay. after this.
2: But yeah, I was too scared to go to Seance.
5: <laughs> yeah, I didn't <laughs> go choice. to the real one. <laughs> I think. I, look. I didn't choose to participate in this audio play, okay? It was thrust upon me by someone else. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I have had to watch so many things that I would not watch by choice, and they have all scared me. I, I watched a movie the other day where I squealed. <laughs> it hurt my throat. Was it cute? No. No, it was not a cute <laughs> scream. Oh, no. It was an inhuman, man-terrified <laughs> scream. <laughs> so, Tom, you said you said you
3: have felt that, that, that rush, that high of being scared. Have you... Has it been while I've been in the same room as you? Like, has this been a Scaredy Boys high or has this been
5: outside of our Ghost Stories was that absolute feeling that Cass talks about where you just don't know what yeah. to do. I've had a lot of the other feeling yeah. where you sit down you're like, yeah, no, nah, cool, i going to watch this movie. And then the minute the credits roll, you're like, oh, no, fuck. I'm not brave. I didn't suddenly become brave <laughs> because I've looked at... This on this movie on IMDb, I'm still a big fucking coward. Right? Why have I done this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, is there a point in the pro in the watching process where
3: that high does kick in, or is it like after the film where you're like, I'm really proud of myself? For having well, I've it? I've
5: done this twice now. I've watched a horror film where I got so scared at like the terrifying big scary moment that after the movie, I've gone hmm. on YouTube to find it. So I can actually see it. Ooh. So I've I've like chased that. I was like, oh, that scared the shit out of me. I want to see what it is in the cold light of day. Oh, that's really um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That is that's a clever move.
5: I mean, it. The, b- both times I was still scared. <laughs> okay, good.
2: <laughs> but were you less scared?
5: It didn't dilute. <laughs> well, for one of them, yes, because I could actually see what had happened, and I was like, okay, that's not as scary. But still, the moment made me jump. Yeah. Um. I look. I'm going to give you a recommendation right now, Cass. I watched a movie recently. Um, which I'm never going to subject Sean or Damo to because they just won't watch it. I just mm. know. Um, Bless you, Tom. Bless thanks, you, buddy. Don GM Haunted Asylum. It's a South Korean film, and oh, it's basically yeah, a bunch nah. of YouTubers going to a haunted asylum um, with GoPros around there. Oh. Next, um, it's a lot of. I don't know what you. It, yeah, it's look. Just check it out. It, it made me scream. There's a, se- a sequence in it that is the worst. I had to watch it through my fingers.
2: Yep, 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 yep. That sounds good. That sounds like the good stuff. I would love a link to that (laughs) and the double flea.
5: That's
6: that's ticking
3: a
2: lot of boxes. (laughs) I have nothing else to do in isolation but uh, be paralyzed in fear. At least then I'm doing something when I'm sitting still.
7: (laughs) How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
0: For Memorial Day, get 15% off your burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast.
1: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile, whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom. Find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's (laughs) BlueNile.com.
3: All right, well, let's let's jump into Train to Busan uh, because this is such a good example of good horror in my mind. You said before, Cass, about like you really like when you go along with the characters and kind of figure out the mysteries when they do, mm. and I think this movie did that really, really well.
2: I think that it, it's this film is so fun, like it is, it is mm. scary. It's a horror. It's a bit action, but it, it. I feel like everything it set out to do, it really nailed. There is so little that I can pick with this film, you know, and a lot of, and I think it's a good mark of a film when you are able to, not like oh why did that character do that but be annoyed because you know why that character did that and you know why they made that decision and it's so frustrating because of course they did that Um, I really loved the like the opening and and there was so much I think another thing as well because it's it's a zombie movie Mm. and you expect the action and oh my god the action the body horror the physicality of the actors the way they shot it the spilling out of bodies from windows like the oh what's the word the like Um, The scale of it? Yep. I think when they have it scaled up and scaled down, so they have people in bathrooms with one zombie. And it's terrifying, mm. and they have the massive hordes, and they're right. coming at you. And that is its own like; it almost makes your stomach turn. Yeah. And when they, but when they finally get onto the train at the start, mm-hmm. when they start going through the train, and it's like you're being introduced oh. to every party. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! The character introductions—you go in and you're just like, "Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm ready <laughs> to follow these people. They're going to be stuck on a train. Yeah, wearing strap in." Oh, and the way, oh, my God, the way one of the sisters peels an egg, the mm. way the, the, like, teenagers are all sort of half-bullying each yeah, other. Yeah, Oh, my... You're like, Mwah.
3: oh, my heart's going to be broken in the best way possible. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. The characters are so brilliant in this. Yeah. Um. And sorry, as well, as I was saying, like, the thing I really liked about it as well is that even though it's an action, like, they have all these really cool action sequences where you're watching them mm. and you're just cheering on the characters who are, yes. like, smashing it and killing it. They also have all these moments where it's very clear that everyone in the film is just trying to get through it. Yeah, yeah. So, and that that brings up all, oh my God, there's that running thing throughout the film where it's just weighing up the pros and cons of helping other people, yes. which I love. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that as like a theme, like, should we help? Yeah, Should we care? But th- the way that they are able to as well, they are always going to go for the smartest option, mm-hmm. And sometimes they panic and they don't think of the smartest options, but whenever they can, they, they have those like quiet sneaky moments, mm. which is such a, such a good horror yep. thing where you're almost holding your breath with the characters and you can hear and you can see and you learn with them. I could go on this movie for hours. Uh, <laughs> does someone else want to say something? Cause I will just keep going. I really love this
6: movie. <laughs> well, for me, like this is one of my all time favorite movies. Um, I've seen it a few times now. Like, this is a this is mm. five stars. It's uh, it's so near to perfection. I think there's probably only one little bit. I, I still give it five stars. Mm. There's one bit, and it's when the guy that he works with, the main character, calls him up and like says, "It's some weird little subplot about." Oh,
5: was it this was this our fault? Yeah. yeah,
6: did we do this? I don't mm. really think the movie needed that. That's the only bit in the movie that kind of like catches me up a bit. The rest of it is just sure. fucking mm. perfection. I love it so mm. much. And Cass, you were talking about. All the characters have little moments, and for me, the moment when this became like a five star movie and just went up another level mm. is when the young guy who's like the the baseball player yeah. comes into the next carriage, and they're fighting their way through, and it's all his old teammates. Oh yeah, and they're all mm-hmm. just zombies. And and um, the guy who Damo has gloriously nicknamed Captain Korea, <laughs> Mister Mister um, Mr. Cool Jacket, he. He just sees that. like the, It's only like a split... like It goes for one second, but he looks and he knows what that kid's going through. Yep. And he just pushes him out of the way and then just mm. punches on. I love that guy. Oh, I love oh. every character in this.
5: Big damn hero, that man. Big damn hero. Yeah.
2: Oh, the way... So good. His, oh, Just... You can almost see... Because I think the thing you sort of... Is that is really fun and pulpy about horror is the way that there will be... It's almost like making a boy band, you know? You've got like... This person has this gimmick, and that's how they get through it. And I, that's like, you know, the basis of horror tropes, where it's like, you know, you got the blonde, you got this, and you got like you've got all those tropes, but making them characters that you just believe in. The fact that every time he sees a zombie, he just throws hands. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And then the, the guy with the baseball bat. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mwah.
6: Tom, this would be. A weird reference, but you'll get it because you've watched Banshee. Yes. Do you remember the character of Burton who had the glasses? Yes. Do you remember any time that he took his glasses off yes. in that show, you just went, holy shit. Yeah, We're about to see an amazing fight. Yep. Like shit's about yeah. to happen. That's what I felt or what I feel when our man takes his jacket yeah. off. When he takes that jacket off and gets his cannon arms out, <laughs> I, I, I lose my mind. Yeah, He's so good.
2: Oh, that's That scene where, where they realise that they have to fight their way through to the cabin because they're that there, there is a decision made mm. it's not like they don't have a choice but that is the choice that all of them are making they've all got someone in the other cabin and that none of them want to make that but they just they just start one by one they just start wrapping up well, he takes his jacket off and part of he's like oh but that's less protection then you're like no he know that if he mm. gets bitten he's gonna die yeah. anyway it <laughs> doesn't matter it, i think it's such a it's it's such a thing of him being like no i'm going all yeah. in because he's not even having the guise of protection anymore. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. he makes his like amazing gauntlet yeah. things, but he's such
3: a he's such <laughs> a hero. And like you said, he totally does go all in, and he goes fist first, which is amazing because you're going against zombies. And I also love like you, you're talking about how sort of the the theme of this movie is so so strong, where it's obviously about selfishness and and uh, you know being able to help others. Where this guy like he already knows he's already learnt the lesson our protagonist needs to learn. Where he is very selfless throughout. From the moment, you mm. know, we see him outside the toilet trying to just care for his wife, even though she's, she's angry and pregnant and everything else. He's such a selfless character who who is so aware of the people around him and willing to help the people around him. Mm. So he is. He's just like, he's, he's the epitome of hero in that sense. Um, and I think the reason I called him Captain Korea, because <laughs> without context, that <laughs> could be taken poorly, but there's <laughs> one point where on the train platform, he picks up this shield and he's battering away. Um, uh. <laughs> uh, zombies, yes. So, I like Captain America. Um, but he actually reminds me of the Captain America character. And so it's the same thing that I like about the Captain America character where they're always going to do the thing they think is right, no matter what the cost is. They're just, like you said, they're all in 100% and they're going to keep battling on, even when you have this literal tidal wave of zombies coming at him. Well, his mm-hmm. wife's in the other carriage he's going to get to the other carriage. Like, it's just so heroic and amazing. It, it inspires me every time.
5: Just the, the other thing that you get that's beautiful with like So you get characters that you care about, but then the thing that I think the movie does beautifully is that then it gives you stakes. And then every time they overcome the stakes, they crank them up again. Every time you're like, fuck, thank God. They, ma- Fuck you, movie. All right, okay, so they've got a fuck you movie. Like, you yeah. care about these people so much and they just keep throwing shit at them and like I mean everyone like including you know his wife and the guys hiding in the Mm -hmm. toilets it's like they just keep giving every time these guys get a break they just get given Mm -hmm. like some colossal punch to the head and that I think is why the movie works so well because there's that that other great thing of a horror movie is you feel frightened um, if you're worried about the outcome of the situation that a character's in. If you don't care about the people, you don't care if they're going to get eaten by a ghost or a zombie. Mm. So you're meaning like, oh, okay. But this just, it makes you fall in love with the characters and then even the ones that aren't perfect, Mm. you still want them, like you want the dad to succeed even though he's like a bit of a shithead and he buys his daughter the same Mm -hmm. Nintendo console twice, you know, like you want him to get better. You want him to be Captain Korea as
2: well. Oh, you, you 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 absolutely want that development and i think that's such a a nice thing i think there's the one scene where it's the first time that he goes and helps another person that isn't suan i can't remember which person it is entirely but the first time he reaches back and it mm. helps someone and it's like mild teamwork
3: yeah you're like cheering because you're like hey he wasn't a total dick for once
2: <laughs> cuz it's, it's so it's so out of character for him. yeah and i think um I also, I also have a theory that um, if Suan's mum was there, none of this would have happened.
3: Oh, go on. I'm, I want to hear this. <laughs> well, oh.
2: well, every time they sort of introduce um, they don't really introduce her. Every time they mention or make reference to her mother, mm. um, she's barely spoken about it all, um, which is completely fine. But the way that they do sort of mention her and speak about her is she always is either calling mm. Suan. Or checking up on her, or she always answers her daughter's calls, which is completely the antithesis of her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, she is willing to like take her daughter in, like have her life, and there's just it was just like the the complete opposite. So when Suan is on the train. And she's, and I loved this as well. I just loved this when she is the first person to see the zombie attack, mm. but because her dad hasn't learned his lesson yet, he doesn't see it. If her mum was there, yeah. she would have either been paying attention or paying attention to what Suan had noticed. Right. She would have paid attention to everyone who had come in because Suan was showing such an interest in everybody. Yeah. And there would have stuff would have happened faster. She wouldn't have stopped the outbreak, but it would have gone a lot better. But-
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Holds up. That's uh, I like that theory.
6: I, I also think that the movie implies that her mum's not great, just based on that phone call that he gets from his mother, where she uh, calls her a bitch. Essentially, she goes, "All the kid wants is to get back to her mum, that bitch," and she says it like so venomously that you think, "Well, what's going on there? What's is the mum?" The bad
5: one in this. No, nah, No, no, That's just that's a, just a defensive mum sticking up for that was her son.
2: Family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's politics. what that is. That's... I, I, I picked that up as that. That's
6: another scene I would I would get rid of. Then
5: no, no, Does no. That come, Sean. That's such a Sean. late curveball. No, I'd get rid I'm of. I'm going to tell you why you need that scene. Okay. All right. Go. Really important moment in that scene is when the mother tells the dad that Suhan will always choose the mum over him every single time. Right. He, she says that to him, he realises that, gets choked up, and then at the end of the movie, she chooses him. She just wants to be with him. That scene is very important. It's just that the, the way it ends with the, that bitch. I'll just
6: get rid of that because it's like, well, fuck. Is that necessary? Do you know what I mean? Especially when earlier in the film, we've seen the mother be like, you've got to make things work with mm-hmm. your wife. Like, Yeah, yeah. You know, talk to her. So it just, it became so jarring and I didn't want to have Mm. a jarring moment at that point in the film where the momentum is also forward. But what I love too is all our main characters, our heroes that we're going along with, their humanity um, just grows and improves so much in the film, but then you get that bit towards the end where they're in the end carriage, and that absolute arsehole, probably one of the biggest, <sighs> one of the biggest cunts in horror cinema—is like <laughs> he's infected, and then you see the humanity of everyone just turn on them, and it's just like, a road. Yeah. They're as they're as animalistic as the zombies in that moment. They're all just screaming mm-hmm. at them, and like it's fucked. But it's such a great scene. Yeah.
2: I did make a note on him. As um, I, I was just making notes as I watched the film for any talking points. Um, I said, cunt man is cunt until the end. <laughs> it is only right that the children should do him doom him to die. Absolute Conty Just junk. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Conti junkins what, what a great name. It
2: just and I think I think as I think as well, I think that was something that was really great um, in terms of balance within the film because you had these you had the characters that had humanity that you could sort of it was tangible. Um, there were all these examples of people being overtly kind, Mm -hmm. which is maybe not um, in terms of realism, how people would genuinely speak to each other, but it was almost his heightened version to give you a real picture of humanity. And he's just the antithesis of it. But he is is exactly what the movie is fighting against and being like, no, this is the epitome of what it means to be like selfish versus Mm. selfless. And I, I I love that scene when he's saying that they're infected and stuff because it shows the difference in perception between a horde and a life.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's that switching off between whether you consider people, a per- like people, people right. or a group, because when they're coming in, they're like, oh, it's, it's not worth it. Um, they should be separated. And, but we have just seen them lose individuals. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Which I adored because they, they come in and then you can immediately see the complete difference in perception in how a a crisis is handled and being like, oh, okay, we're looking at numbers now. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah,
3: yeah,
6: yeah. You know what's funny about that scene too is that Mm. they make them leave, but... They, all they do is push them to the next carriage ahead, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't the people that were already there have moved along? Because that's more secure because it's not directly right. next to the one where they've brought all the zombies to. Like,
5: <laughs> I always found that so weird. I mean, then, then you get the incredible moment of them getting their comeuppance and then you sit there joyous because... Cunty Johnkins has just died, and then you learn within about 10 minutes, no, fuck, he's still alive. Yeah. Uh, he's still going to wreak more havoc on people. Like, even just the little details of him leaving carriage doors open when he's train hopping. Yeah. Like, you Yeah, prick. he's just... He's, Everyone yeah. else is closing the train doors behind yeah. him except for you. Exactly right. It's like you said, Kath, he's the, he's the
3: perfect antithesis of, of what you don't want to be. Like, the theme of this movie is so strong that the antagonist is, is that total dark opposite to... Yeah. to captain korea I'm, I'm not an angry person i'm a scaredy boy i'm not an angry boy but this movie and his character had me so livid and furious and yeah. i actually seen this once before years ago with i'm pretty mm. sure you two lads and i remember watching at that time just being so like just i wasn't really saying anything because you guys were loving it so much but i was so livid and <laughs> angry at this character and that even when he died he was still a total cunt piece of shit and then i'm like it's gonna be okay I'm watching it for the second time. I know what's coming. I'm going to steal myself now. I'm just going to take in the good bits and leave him and not let him get to me. Except, he, no, know, he, he wormed his way in <laughs> and made me completely furious again. And I was an angry boy. And I don't <laughs> like being an angry boy.
2: I, I was right there with you. I got so mad even on the second one. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, this was, okay, this was something I found jarring in the film. There are only a few things I found jarring. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, this wasn't exactly jarring. I did notice the music, which was odd. Like every mm-hmm. now and then, I would notice the music and think, "Oh, that's a strange choice," but it wasn't necessarily a bad choice. But the, like the fact that I noticed it was worth. Can I? I was like, "Oh, okay, so something's yes, yes."
6: I've watched um, I've watched a couple of Korean things lately, and I think I think it's a Korean cinema mm-hmm. thing. Like I'll be watching a scene, and it's so emotionally beautiful, and then it's like it's the kind of scene where like um. A guy saves a kid, and then the kid comes in, and they hug. And then, as soon as they hug, it's like the music is just like blah, like it kills you. Like <laughs> the music in Korean films, I think, is a lot more obvious. Like there isn't a lot of subtlety with some of the music, and I think that's probably mm. what it is. Right?
2: Yeah. Well, hey, look, that's cool. That means I'm learning. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> it wasn't. It, that was so weird. It was. It wasn't that the music was bad. I just. And I guess it's. I guess it's. Yeah. Literally, cultural difference. I just noticed mm. it, and usually. I don't. Mm. Um, there was also, but the other, yeah, the other jarring thing is that when he, uh, when that, yeah, the really horrible, I actually don't, did, was he named in the you film? You never
5: hear his name, I don't think. Which one, sorry?
2: Kanti um, uh, Junkins. I
5: don't even want to know his
3: name. His name is Kanti Junkins, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. I don't want to know his real name.
2: Well, when when he first turns, he, it's, and then maybe it's sort of a mirror because he is the only one who can't understand what happens to someone when they turn. So he's like, they're infected. Look mm-hmm. at his eyes, look at this. And it's like, no, you've clearly not watched someone turn. They don't have any of that about them. It's instant. But when he turns, it isn't instant. And that was jarring. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. comeuppance-wise, it was still satisfying to watch, but it it sort of broke yeah. the illusion of what you knew because it wasn't like you were learning something new. You were being like, oh, that's different. Yeah, that's... That's that's
5: that trope of zombie films, though, where if you need someone for story impact to turn slowly, they will turn slowly. But if you need someone to turn quickly, mm. basically in every zombie film I've ever seen, fodder, turn quickly. Important characters, turn slow.
2: Yep.
3: Yeah. So I uh, did have one more thought on Cunty Jenkins or Jonkins, I've actually forgotten what we're calling him. Um where I remember years ago when I was, I did a psychology subject and I remember them, I can't remember exactly if this, the context of it even is, but basically saying when you, when there's someone you just like vehemently dislike, mm. where you, you don't even like, oh, I just hate that person the way they always do this, the way they always do that. And it's usually actually because they're reflecting part of yourself that you don't like about yourself. Mm. Not that you're really acknowledging that. But That's actually what you're seeing in them—is this part of you that you actually don't like about yourself? And so, seeing it in someone else, you're like, "I can finally get angry about this." Yeah. And part of me wonders if that's what it is—if there's like a little part of all of us who's like, "Oh, would I be that selfish dog?" Who, in that moment of panic and fear, and like, I do like as much as I agree that the slowness of his death was jarring, but it it perfectly showed why he was being such a dog. Even if you, even if you don't agree with it, like, and that's the thing about a good villain, you. That you can understand their reasoning, even if you don't agree yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and so that yeah. fear that he had right at the end and just like he's literally is just so terrified and that's why he's acting out like that. And that's what part of me wonders is like, oh, am, I, am I seeing like the worst side of myself reflected in him and that's what gets me so livid and angry? <laughs>
2: oh. I think as well, I, I, you're totally right because you can see all the logical and you know, like, honestly rational steps that this person is taking um, mm. because – you are following the people who have figured everything out and they know what's safe and they know he doesn't. He has no idea. Yeah. So if you were in that situation, like if they had uh, followed him instead mm-hmm. of the protagonist, obviously different film, but yes. you, you, you still can completely understand why he would do it. And when, when he's yelling, it's almost, like, it's almost like a chorus scene mm. um, in, in that train scene where he's like, we can't let them stay. Mm-hmm. and you, you're sort of watching everyone be like, probably not, because they don't know either. There's no evidence that That's they have true, yeah. at that point because mm. they've, they've all just been running and they've managed to get really lucky. Mm. They don't know anything yet. Yeah. So it's it's not an illogical decision. You, we only have the knowledge of what is and isn't safe and what is not isn't doable. Yeah. You, there's no way you would. And when, even when he's like, oh, they're infected, it's like they wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. That's a really <laughs> good <It> genuinely <laughs> isn't worth the risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> all right so I do also I always every episode cast I ask the question were we scared so were you scared watching this film
2: no I felt fueled with like fire in my belly every single time they yeah. spilled out of glass <laughs> <laughs> the, the visuals in this movie like ignited my insides I loved watching and it made me it brought me joy it made my insides want to scream yeah. I oh the whole I loved I loved it I had no fear yeah. <laughs> um, but as I said, it did make me scared later when I went through an empty police check. <laughs> <laughs> then I was frightened.
4: Like, I was like,
2: oh no. Yeah. Because watching this film with, like, corona and you're like, aha, quarantine checkpoints and they want to do this and that, yeah. it's like, oh, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But then going through a quarantine checkpoint and everyone has abandoned their cars. <laughs> yeah. The fear came later for me. It was just like... <laughs>
3: yeah. And what about you guys? Were you Would you say
6: you were afraid watching this movie? No, nah, this movie doesn't scare me.
5: I have one moment of fear uh, and I had it both times that I've seen it, even though I know how it ends. I had it the first time not knowing how it ends and I had it again the second time knowing how it ends is it's the fear... When they're walking through the tunnel, and it shows that soldier at the end, and you're like, "You're you fucking asshole! You better not. Yeah, yeah. you better not have made me go through all of that oh, just totally. to shoot them at the end."
3: Yeah, and because they've been because they've been raising the stakes the entire time. Yep. you're like, "Well, they might. I, I'm not confident that this is going
5: to end the way I want it to end." Exactly. I was like, "Well, everyone's everyone's deathable. <laughs> so all the people that yeah. should survive this movie are currently all dead."
2: And I think the most heartbreaking, like, it's. It, uh, for me, it was almost just, it it wasn't frightening. Mm. It was heartbreaking because it's the exact same thing with uh, transferring people into cars. They walk into that scene and you know everything they've been through and the people are just mm. doing their job. They're like, oh, well, we should yeah. kill them because they've come off the yeah. train. Yep. And you just—you just like, oh, my God, that makes sense. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, 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 no.
3: Well, I, I think for me, I was scared. Uh, the fir- I remember <laughs> the first time we watched it, um, Carney, I think it was when, you were still living in Q. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was at your place. And I also remember being hungover. So Zoe's method of being hungover, except I was still scared, so it didn't work <laughs> for me. And I remember being scared when the movie started, because I'm like, oh, zombie film. I'm I'm not sure about this. But then once it kicked in, I was so invested with the characters. Like I was scared for them, but I wasn't scared for me, like I am in, in when I usually watch mm. horror. And and like you said, you get that fuel in your fire whenever the heroics start happening. And so, yeah, I think I agree. I don't think I was all overly afraid watching this movie. I was just too invested with every other emotion to be afraid. Yeah. 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 That checks out. It,
2: it really, this film is fueling, Yes, I find. Yeah, I like that I, it, It's It's really, even in the scenes that are sort of more emotional or more talking about the merits of kindness mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. It really feels like you get on a train and the train doesn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. It has
6: incredible incredible forward momentum for like the whole thing. Oh, the yes. whole way, yeah. yeah. Exactly yeah. that. He's non-stop. Which you want from a train film. <laughs>
3: <so>. <laughs> job yeah. well done. Yeah. Especially a bullet train. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well did our did our characters act wisely or foolishly, do we think?
5: They do a good job. They're really clever.
2: I think everyone did exactly what they thought Mm. was best. I don't think I can see a character that made a quote-unquote bad decision. Like, even, you know, the soldiers and County Junkins, you could understand all their motives. You could understand every single thing behind it. They weren't making bad decisions. They just didn't have Mm. the information.
5: Yeah. One person makes a bad decision. Like, there is one person who actively makes a bad choice, and that is um, the sister of Egg Lady. Um I get why she does it, however well, isn't that's that 's a good like it, okay it 's a good decision for the audience because you 're like, yes, punish those people who were rude yeah, yeah, however she doesn 't have to no <laughs> like-
2: oh no it's it 's a that is a bad decision on her part, it is, but that again is her sister mm. she says, Why were you selfless, mm. and then she is selfish, so it 's so it's good the it you yeah, oh, it's such yeah. a good scene. Alright, like,
5: now nah, Cassie got me. It's actually a good choice,
2: <laughs> It's odd, but a bad choice. Mm. It is it is objectively a terrible decision in terms of how the in terms of the decisions that everybody else is making, and you can mm-hmm. clearly see that they are trying to preserve life. She makes hers is more. Uh, mm. It's more of a flair decision. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah.
5: She's sewing panache.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> she peels that egg perfectly and is like, well, I'm going out the same way I entered the film. <laughs> panache. Yeah. Style, grace, meaning.
6: <laughs> the newspaper on the windows, oh, that's very clever. Great. What I question, though, is that <gasps> as soon as they do it, then they're just like chatting normally and it's like, well, they can still <laughs> hear you. Like, everyone's way too chill. As soon as they yeah. put the paper up, they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah. cool. And, they, like, people start sitting down and relaxing. I would be you're, freaking you're out. You'd be like, oh, when are they bringing the nuts around? I'm getting a bit peckish.
3: <laughs> 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 that
2: That is an inconsistency I didn't pick up. I I, I think, oh, it's so hard to pick a favourite character. I think that, that woman, I've forgotten her name, but the pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love her character because she she manages to stay level headed throughout the whole thing mm. yeah. even though she like has emotion and stuff but even when people are getting mad she's like you're just scared yeah, like yeah. don't be angry people are scared this is a frightening thing mm. um, yeah. oh, the water bottle thing that's when i fell in love mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my goodness but that is an inconsistency because they use sound to track in so many of the other scenes and they have to be quiet yeah yeah, yeah they don't they never really bring yeah. that up and yeah. clearly the sound of the train doesn't cover it up.
3: That's very true. Yeah. I did like I did like the covering up the windows and they can't see you and then and they zoom and they calm down as well as going through the tunnels and it obviously kind of being the same thing but they could sneak by mm. them. I thought both of those were very good because oh. it sort of did give you you needed at least a tiny reprieve because this movie was going balls to the wall like you needed something to just give our characters a tiny reprieve so we could have a reprieve and they could actually get some move their way down the train. Mm. Um and I also think, uh, like talking about wisely or foolishly, I the dad mostly acted like once he realized he wasn't allowed to be selfish, like the rules of this world is ultimately yep. being selfish gets you killed. So once he kind of that that scale tipped in that favor and dad kind of got enough awareness, I really liked it then because then he was a character we could actually get behind. Mm. And when he acted wisely yep. or heroically, um then I was like, yes, I was really excited. And then the ultimate moment of that, of course, was right at the end when he literally puts his arm into Cunty McNuggan's mouth to save the others mm. and take that <laughs> yeah. bite. I was like, I, like part of me again was just like, oh, fuck. Like a, To me, he had earned his his life. Like he'd, yeah. Since he would learned his lesson so well, and we'd already seen him be selfless by that point, I thought, oh, it's so infuriating, but it's also such a perfect final cap to the theme of this movie it's the ultimate act of selflessness yeah. Damon. exactly tom exactly i, I yeah. think
2: as i think as well like um in terms of looking at what selflessness does for you vice versa mm. the i feel like the journey of it is the film starts off being telling us what the characters think to be like selflessness will better you and hurt other people but by the end yeah. it's like he's learnt the lesson that the way to get what you want is to help people
4: mm. Hmm.
2: And all he wanted was for his daughter to have a happy life. Yep. So he he ended hmm. up getting exactly what he wanted, but that was the only way he could do it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a nice it's a nice lesson, and you're allowed to have cute, corny lessons. Oh, in horror totally. Film. People die. Yes,
3: absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. I, I agree. I don't find I don't. Mo- if anything, I like horror movies with hmm. a bit of heart. You can terrify me, but if I'm if I'm along for the emotional part of it, the good emotional parts of it, I'm definitely a more satisfied customer at the end of the day. Mm. All right, well, now I'm going to ask the question. Uh, how would the four of us do if we are on this bullet train and the zombie outbreak happens? <laughs> We'd be fine. we are fine. Yeah.
2: Straight off the bat? Yeah. I have... When would, when would I come up with the paper water thing? I remember watching that and being like, God, she's so clever.
6: <laughs> Maybe she's on the train with us, though. Do we have her or not? Well, okay. There's only four of us. We've got to have the others.
3: Let's say the four of us take the place of dad, daughter... And
5: the two older sisters... Hang on. Okay. <laughs> Tom, yes. you already know who you well, are. Well, no, no, no. We know who I am. I'm not the sister. I'm the dude who keeps killing everyone.
3: Oh, Tom, you're <laughs> Cunty McNuggets. Or am I actually... I want
5: to be Captain Korea because I want to use these fists, man. Well, I was just about to say, do we put ourselves in the scenario that we are the four people, we've, there's an extra one of us, but we are the four people who are at the back of the train who have to get to the front?
2: That is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's I good. Think, I think, I think if the sense. four of us are yeah.
5: we smart enough to get there?
2: Oh, uh, if yes. if we get if we mm. if we have the same luck of going through a tunnel, yes, I reckon we can use that to our advantage. Um, mm-hmm.
6: we don't need the tunnel, guys. You're way too confident. Tell, tell me what you're thinking. Yeah. I, I'm
3: not used to this level of confidence in you. It's
6: so easy. We paper up the windows in the carriage that we are in. This is at the start. Okay. 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 We, can, we have We have full access to communicate with the driver, right? They
3: seem to, we yeah. We tell
6: him, because we're going from city, we're going between cities, so presumably we're passing through countryside mm-hmm. at some point. And are we also assuming that this thing, it, it's it's spreading through cities? Mm. For all we know, it hasn't reached the countryside yet, so we've got two options. We can either get him to stop the train when he gets out mm-hmm. to the country, and we he's got access. Is it like a train in Australia? The driver can open the door? Yeah. I would assume so, yeah. He can just open the door and we can jump out, Mm. right? And then we just take off and we hide somewhere in the countryside because that's the thing. If they can't see you, they can't can't see you, they can't hear you, they can't kill you. So we just get off the train and get to a safe area. The other option is Mm. we stay on the train, we tell the driver our plan and then um, he stops for a second, we open all the doors on the train, we throw (laughs) Cunty Mick Cuntface out. He's screaming, yeah. no, let me back in. And then the horde all spill out of the train at the sound of his voice. <laughs> Rip him up. We shut the doors. Yeah. take off his <laughs> arm. Okay. Safe.
3: I like that. I do have one issue. Yeah. In that, so, one, I don't think we would... We don't know until later in the movie just how cunty cunty McNuggets actually is. <laughs> so, I don't know if we're
6: that confident. We pick him straight away, guys. We don't like that shit. Okay. He's a corporate scumbag. He's the sacrificial lamb. We've got to sacrifice somebody. It's him or it's Tom. Oi. It's him or it's Oi. Tom. <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting in before you can get us, Tom. Uh thanks, mate.
2: Yeah, look, if if your outlook is, I'll put you guys in front of the zombie so I don't get got. Guess who's the guess? Yeah, guess <laughs> it, guess if, who's the guess? <laughs> if you've accepted that system, hmm.
5: now look, it's different usually because usually, usually, if I betray the lovely boys here, it's because there's like a witch or a spirit and it's very clear that if you if you say, hey, I'll be your, I'll be your guy, they'll let you live. Mm. Zombies can't do that. Zombies, there's no alliance there. There's nothing I'm getting out of it. I, right. Strength in numbers.
3: You're a hero, Tom. So you're a hero in this scenario because you won't immediately throw us to the wolves.
5: Do you know why though? I'm the dad. I learn that. I start off the film and I'm like, oh. yeah, I'm going to throw everybody to the wolves and then over the course of the film, yeah. so when I do die, it's to save all three of you. My three daughters.
2: Oh, thank you, Dad.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Papa Tom.
2: (laughs) I reckon, okay, I reckon a good way to sort of work with, if we have made our way through the car and we have found out Mm. that they need light and they need sound, then we still have our phones, they're still working, they show that through the film. Uh, Contact someone and say, we're going to block our ears, burst some eardrums, because they still have human bodies. Mm. Get some weaponry in there to burst some eardrums, I know it exists. And then all we must do is wait till night.
5: Oh, Cass! Oh, That's very
3: Cass. good.
6: Interesting.
2: Even
3: yeah, if Cass. You, even if you got the train to stop in a tunnel and then wait till night before moving.
2: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. If you if you got the train in a tunnel, you could walk off of the train.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't they do that? Stop in the tunnel. Get out. Get into the front carriage with the driver, and then uncouple the carriages.
2: (gasps) Do you know what? Better communication would have solved this movie. We can communicate with the driver. Yeah. Yep. Um. Okay. Well, I'm gonna use the beautiful paper water method. Plug up your ears Mm. and uh, text the driver and be like honk. (laughs) Tape the button down, and then because that's a really really loud sound, we run out through the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Zombies are disoriented. They don't know what they can't hear enough. They can't see anything. We're out. We're free. Maybe everyone in this film did make a foolish choice for not doing that. Yeah, maybe that's we're really
5: geniuses.
3: Good. They're all idiots. Honking saves lives. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, when whenever you go past a truck on the freeway and you do that little like yeah. pumping action to get the trunk to ho- honk its truck on, yeah. that's for survival. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
2: that's a protection omen. That's a blessing.
3: <laughs> the trucker's blessing. Whenever a goose honks at you, just give it a little cheeky week and say thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've done it. I actually that I can't really see any further flaws. If we if we can stop in the tunnel, and I love your your honking idea because it draws them away from us. Thank you. So it's an e- even an easy escape. It's not like we even have to be tricky, like climb over the top of the luggage, like they had to. No, nah. we just walk out the door. They're all running for the honk horn. I think we've done it.
4: God, we're geniuses. God, we're beautiful. Happy be
3: days. This was a good one. <laughs> well, that is all the sketty talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom,
2: and I've been Cass. And happy to be here.
3: <laughs> uh, we've been very happy to have you. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us today, Cat. Oh,
2: thank
3: you. Uh, and if any of you scary listeners have any comments or would like to say hi or give us a honk, you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at Skatty Boys. Uh, individually, I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Psychic of Dowie.
5: I'm at Awkward Trade.
2: And I'm at Cass Cass Page.
3: Stay scared, everyone.
5: <laughs>